Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's Jillian. What's up? It's Kurt. What's going on, everybody? It's Jermaine, and we are your in-arena hosts for the Indiana Pacers. And this is the Believe in Pacers podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Believe in Pacers podcast. All right, guys, we know our three-game winning streak ended on Tuesday night with the game against the Trailblazers. Pacers now 29-32, and 32, but hey, we're looking to get a win on Thursday night. We are, yes. So, again, we won the last two out of three games. We've had a rough roster. We haven't had Damana Sabonis or Miles Turner, but we pulled through and we won those games. So, it's great, you know, going into a huge game on Thursday night versus the Brooklyn Nets, an all-star lineup with them. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin. You guys know the names. They're coming to Bankers Life Fieldhouse, right, in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we got to beat them. That's, I mean – that's the end of plain discussion. And simple. We, yeah, plain and simple. We have to beat them. We have around 11 games remaining in the regular season. We're in that ninth spot right now. We need to get into the eighth spot. I mean, seventh spot, sixth spot. We need to move forward, you know. Absolutely. And we've just had a hard time lately with seeing these injuries pile up. I know you mentioned, you know, not having Miles and not having Sabonis and just, you know, Jeremy Lamb, Goga, I mean, the list goes on and it's just been hard to watch as this has happened. So, you know, just really thinking about all those guys right now, hoping for, you know, recovery all around for everyone that we've heard about and really looking forward to just ending this season on a strong note. And on a positive note, I know, Kurt, we've been saying we do really feel lucky regardless of, of what goes on. It's been amazing now to be back in Bankers Life Fieldhouse after this hard year all of us have had throughout the pandemic. And we've really been getting to talk to some incredible people and just learning more about their roles. That's right. So both of us have been around the the team long enough now to know a lot of different people, you know, and but we really never knew what exactly they did. So it was fun to jump on the Believe in Pacers podcast and talk to some of these people and really, you know, dive into their jobs. And, you know, you mentioned Bankers Life Fieldhouse. There's so much that goes on there from Indiana Pacer games to Indiana Fever games to concerts to, you know, so many events that, you know, pre-COVID that would take place. And we're starting to get those back. And we definitely got an inside look with the interview that we have tonight. Absolutely. Caitlin Sintkowski is amazing. We had the privilege of talking to her before the Detroit game and had a chance to really learn more about what she does as the digital marketing and design manager and really the way that she manages the digital brand for everything happening within Bankers Life Fieldhouse. So let's hear from Caitlin. Today, we are so excited to have Caitlin Sintkowski here, Digital Marketing and Design Manager at Pacers Sports and Entertainment. Caitlin helps manage the digital brand for Bankers Life Fieldhouse, one of the most widely used public buildings in Indiana. She's an Indiana University grad. She studied graphic design. And before stepping into this role here with Pacers Sports and Entertainment, she was a content manager at MS Communications. So, Caitlin, thank you for making time for us. Thank you, guys. I am so excited. I've never done a podcast before. This is my debut. Ooh, 
We're excited to be a part of it. And we're actually coming to you again from this room that Kurt and I have described for you guys, kind of behind the scenes of everything where people are getting ready. So this is a lot of fun. It really is. So again, thank you so much, Caitlin, for joining us. So first things first, we're going to start off maybe just a little bit of background about how you got into the role of the digital content space, digital marketing and all that for Pacer Sports and Entertainment or Bankers Life Fieldhouse. And I'll let you kind of explain that. Definitely. Uh, so I, I went to school for graphic design. I started working for a company called uh, Locks of Beauty and did a lot of graphic design and some marketing for them. Loved it. And then um, I started with my role at MS Communications shortly after that as a digital brand manager for, um, they are our partners, so WIXB, 1070 The Fan, Hank FM, and WIBC. Um, and it, I started out just as a freelance graphic designer there, and then it slowly morphed into hey, do you want to learn how to manage a website? Uh, also, you want to manage some social media accounts? I'm like, you're really going to trust me with like 30,000 followers? All right, why not? So it slowly morphed into this digital marketing role, digital content manager role when I was at Emmis and heard about this opportunity at the Pacers after a few years at Emmis. And, you know, we are partners and my Celeste, who I is the digital marketing director here at Pacer Sports Entertainment. She also used to work at MS Communications. And I never met her. We never crossed paths. But we did have, you know, same manager while we were at MS. And I asked, you know, him to put in a good word for me applying for this uh, digital marketing coordinator position a few years ago. And it all worked out. I've been here since April 2018. Um, and they threw me in right in the middle of playoffs. Which was terrifying. <laughs> I know. I was like, is it always like this? Is it always this crazy? And they're like, no, we swear. You're just like right in the thick of it. But it really, it um, it's such a fun role. And that was a really fun way to start working at the Pacers, you know, because we, one of my first days was laying out all the gold t shirts on the bleachers oh, nice. and everything. So it was a really cool way to get to know everybody that you wouldn't normally see um, passing the hallways during the day. So, I started working um, here 2018, just focusing on Bankers Life Fieldhouse, all the concerts and events that we do here. And then um, the Pacers figured out that I actually know graphic design too. So I helped do lots of graphic design in the building too for social media. If you've seen some of our memes and random stuff that we put out, um, a few of those are mine. Um, and then recently I've started to focus on um, Pacer Sports and Entertainment and community accounts as well, too. So it's been, it's just an ever-evolving position. That's good. So it sounds like a huge workload um, just in between Bankers Life Fieldhouse and Pacer Sports and Entertainment. So speaking of workload, I guess just kind of run us through a typical day for you while you're here at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. I mean, maybe if you even don't have an event going on, like what is a typical day like for you? Yeah, so a lot of it, um, you know, I walk in. We're in the new, um, the old DLZ building, the marketing department is over and we're calling it the PSE building, PSE building now. Um, it, so a lot of time, if I, when I sit down at my desk, you know, first thing I do is open up Twitter and I make sure that there's no crazy breaking news that we need to be responding to or there's no um, messages or anything like that. Um, and then I slowly start answering emails and whatever comes up during the day, like we just all kind of fly by the seat of our pants. And I feel like we have a great team. Like we are just so responsive to everything that happens. We're on top of it. A lot of it is email marketing. Um, I work a lot with Salesforce, Marketing Cloud, also our partners. 
and then I manage the Bankers Life Fieldhouse website as well. So adding articles to that, event pages, and all the information our fans need before they're coming into a building, um, lots of social media management, and then we'll throw the random, you know, whatever's trending that day, whatever meme we've got to tack on to, you know, I'll jump on it. Why always not? a meme. Yes, yeah. always. That you have to deal with, I'm sure. <laughs> I know there's a lot of fun parts about your job, but what do you think has surprised you most so far? What has surprised me the most, I feel like especially at Pace of Sports and Entertainment, is how much smaller the world got to me when I started working here, how much smaller indie got for me. Um, and everyone is just like, you see these people at games and events you cross paths with everyone like I'm from a super small town in northwest Indiana so it might sound funny to say that but like indie felt pretty big to me when I first came here I but really mean by that. yes yeah. yeah so it's been it's just made indie feel so much smaller to me and I love that it's I've heard another coworker describe our jobs as high intensity but not high stress which like I can handle like the adrenaline rush of you know, being in a big crowd of people pre-COVID, post-pandemic, you know, I thrive off of that energy and I love live entertainment no matter what it is, whether it's basketball or concert or Disney on ice, you know, anything that comes in. So, so and you mentioned COVID, so, you know, we've always got to ask a question about COVID. So how has that changed your position? I know there's a lot of restrictions, um, maybe getting access to certain players or certain um, musicians or just during the events to get into certain areas might be a little bit harder to do to write get the right picture you know to get the right video so how has that changed for sure um so you know yeah we went from just trying to sell tickets constantly like get people here and want to be part of what everything that we're doing here and me going to all the concerts and events and grabbing photos and you know just you know community management you know if someone is at a game and you know uh, there's a line that's really long in a concession stand I'm working with the team to make sure we get that issue addressed and like it just became a very it went from a very reactive role, very in the moment, to completely changing our content plan and really just like developing from there, like educating everyone what's going on with Fieldhouse of the Future renovations. And, you know, how can we engage our fans that are watching the game at home? You know, I think you guys probably remember like the virtual um, fans that we did on games with at the end of last season right. and, you know, sharing <laughs> Game day recipes that you could normally get here in the field house and how you can make them at home. Our chef Chris Albano like whipped some of those recipes up for us and shared them. So yeah. it really, it was great because it kind of forced us to be more proactive. And it's also been great because it's forced a lot of other teams on page sports entertainment uh, to think more digitally. And we've come up with really cool creative solutions um, coming out of that. You know, there's not... 18,000 people in the building looking at your sign on the main concourse anymore. What can we do for this client um, to make good for that on digital? So it's really, it's been good for us to kind of reset and re-strategize. It's yeah. impressive. Every time, you know, we learn more from someone like you, it just op opens up our minds mm -hmm. to really just how, how huge this effort is to put on the entertainment here. Mm -hmm. And that really leads into another thing we were curious about. Just in general, you know, the biggest challenge, I guess, COVID aside, that you face in your role? And then on the other side of the coin, what you love most about it? Because of course we want to end on a positive with that question. Yes, of course we do. <laughs> um, biggest challenge is definitely the time commitment. You know, like I'm a very family oriented person. I have social life, like I'm out with my friends all the time. It's 
I would say the biggest challenge is definitely the schedule. It gets to be a lot. You know, we're here for all the games and we're here for all the concerts and, you know, social never sleeps. <laughs> and if you know, that, that is, yeah. that is. <laughs> never, ever, um, you know, so if it's midnight in the middle of the week and, you know, there's, a, you know, a, sorry, I was kind of like morbid, but if there's a, a death that, you know, mm -hmm. someone in the community and we have to, re we release a statement about mm -hmm. that we get, we're the ones that are usually finding that information and bringing it. Or if we see a tragedy, something, a tragedy happening somewhere in the country, like we want to respond to that as well. So um, I would say the biggest challenge is just definitely time commitment. And the other side of the coin, the best parts about my job is the, um, I think the sense of community. Uh, like I mentioned before, just being from a very small town, like I like community is very important to me being involved and whatnot. And it's so great to be able to do that here and really feel like you're making an impact in indie and you know, like everybody just comes together here to host amazing events, whether it's at the field house or March Madness or, you know, like it, conventions that are coming to town. The great thing about Indianapolis is that we all speak to one another. Like we're talking to the IMS, we're talking to the Colts, you know, we're talking to downtown Indy, visit Indy, our partners, and we're making a really great experience for everyone to want to come to Indianapolis. It's a huge more. network. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do want to take it back. You said morbid and the negative side of things. Do you have to, so like you hear the news that Slick passed away, mm -hmm. you want to go and post about it. What is the process of posting about that? Because obviously you're not going to just be like, hey, you're going to write your own caption and then put it out there. Does it have to get approved? Do you have to send it to a manager? Like, how does that work? For something, yes, as substantial as that, we usually get, so we see that this happens, and the first thing that I'll do is I'll email my manager, Diana, and Celeste as well, and then they'll bring it up the ropes to Todd and or Rick Fusen um, and Mel Rains, those guys, whatever channel it needs to funnel through, and then they will come up with a statement with our PR team, like Danny Lopez, um, everybody over there will come up with a statement, and then we are waiting for the approved statement, um, and then we create the graphics that you see that go out okay. and kind of just copy and paste in that statement, and then we'll, uh, you know, internally, we're all on my team, the digital team is all on uh, Slack, um, it's a messaging app that a lot of businesses use kind of internally, um, but we'll send our proposed copy for all of these things and then we'll come up with something uh, with the statement graphic and get it all out there and we're communicating like, hey, this is up on Pacers now if you want to share it from Pacers Sports and Entertainment, go ahead, here's the links and like it's all very instant, like we're all... Um, coming together at the same time on it. So how long do you would you say that process takes? A few minutes, hours, a day, do you think? Typically, like on average, I yeah, guess? Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, it can take up to an hour, you know, in response time, yeah. Well, it's good that you guys have gotten into that rhythm of just knowing how to work together, especially when you have a difficult circumstance and, you know, you have that team effort. But speaking of things that are difficult, something I had to ask you about, because we've talked about it before at games, are, well, for lack of a better word, they're called trolls, as many people would refer to them on the internet. The internet trolls, we all know them. Kurt and I know them. Right. I, I definitely have seen, you know, quite a few comments on my own pages throughout the years, but I can't imagine the level that you have to deal with of negativity when it comes to comments or messages when you're managing a huge organization like Pacers Sports and Entertainment. So what do you see and how do you deal with it? Man, we see it all. <laughs> we see it all, yeah. We really do. Um, so for me, 
it, you know, if it's a complaint about, you know, hot dog prices or, you <laughs> oh know. Goodness. Is that the complaint you've gotten? I was just going to ask that. Beer, like, beer prices, hot dog prices, you know, <laughs> and, like, everything like that, you know, it's, uh, we, uh, what, you know, everyone's opinion is on the roster and what everyone's opinion is on the coach, you know, and then I, just the random questions and feedback that we get, um, it's just a lot, but when it comes to, especially an event night, um, you know, there's a lot of things you just kind of have to bite your tongue. And it, it, when a guest comes into this building, that event is the most important event to them, whether you're coming in for, like we mentioned, Disney on Ice or a Pacers game, like things that we just, we are so close to it and we, um, it's just natural to us, you know, walking, get parking at the parking garage and going down the bridge and then getting your tickets at the box office and flowing through the building like that is like just not, it's foreign to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so you just have to be very understanding, um, and just give everybody a lot of grace that you are there to guide them and we are there to give them the best fan experience possible in this building. And, you know, there's some negative comments that pop up that we just don't even address that don't deserve, <laughs> they don't right. deserve that engagement. Um, but no, if that, if a complaint comes through and or someone's just asking for directions, we try to respond back and be as helpful yeah, as humanly possible. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'm sure it, it can be valid. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something you want to take into consideration, but sometimes people are just having a bad day and mm -hmm. they wanted to vent, yep. say something and want it to be heard. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. They want to be heard. They that is exactly heard. right. People are like messaging us on the Banker's Life Fieldhouse Facebook and uh, like asking about, you know, trying to share their opinions on the Pacers roster. And I'm like, what do you mean? What's Banker's Life Fieldhouse yeah, going to do like, with that? Right. Yeah. You guys are just <laughs> delivering the message yeah, essentially. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'll, it's not like coach. you said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you have a direct relationship with the coach. Yeah, we're letting the listeners know right now. If you got any suggestions for the team, we'll relay that to Coach Nate. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so moving forward, speaking of all the pictures and all the content you guys put up and that you put out there on social media, how do you get that right angle or how do you come yeah. up with these captions that the people are replying to in a positive or negative way? So is that all you again or is, I mean, the team of people or how do you oh, yeah. create that? It's a, yeah, oh yeah, I gotta get the angles. Um, so it is very much, the sort of photos that we get. I'll say um, Frank McGrath, our team photographer who yes. recently passed away as well. Oh, we love um, Frank. Mm -hmm. Frank. Yeah, uh, he's such a great guy. He really is. And Matt Krieger, our current yes. photographer. Um, you know, it's fun because we'll all be at the concerts and games together and like we'll share, you know, the different angles. And, you know, I think Frank McGrath is the one that told me to go to section 16, um, like the media area over there to get, you know, this angle for concerts. And then he's the one that kind of guided me when I first started. You know, nobody was doing what I do as far as like concert coverage goes before I came here. Yeah. So when I, you know, just me, the marketing girl that's like popping into the pit at a pink concert and everyone's like security's <laughs> like who's this girl over here you know frank really helped like guide me Aww. through that and um jeff johnson um as well so when you get up in the pit you know it's kind of a free-for-all when you're you know with a bunch of photographers and they've got like 10 inch long lenses and i'm just like yeah. diving dodging they've weaving around them trying to not get telephoto lens yeah yes. <laughs> um but yeah it's definitely i get into the pit we go in for the first like three songs at a show yeah. and then um we kind of have to 
then disperse afterwards and I'll go, you know, it's really fun to go up into the balcony and get, um, you know, that wide view of all the fans in the crowd and then going from the pit, like you try to get like a wide um, array of what's going on out there. So it's, uh, you know, I've gotten some pretty fun shots over the years, some great boomerangs. Uh, <laughs> you got to get the boomerangs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you brought up Frank because it's good. You know, we talked about Slick, a huge loss, but Frank, you know, internally was a huge loss since he had been with the organization for so long. And he was such a sweet guy. And for anyone who doesn't know him, he was, like Caitlin said, one of the photographers here and just so kind and so sweet. So I'm just really glad that you brought him up and we just had a chance to talk about him on here. Yeah, and it's cool that you guys all kind of give each other advice and especially from, you know, he's been here so long and Matt Krieger, big shout outs to him too because he's the one that gives Jillian and I our photos and we put them out on social media. So it's cool that you kind of all work together and, you know, even though they're not really on the digital side of things, right, because they're just taking pictures and Mm -hmm. are they delivering those directly to you? Are they putting them? Where else do those go? We, um, yeah, the archives, the archives are crazy. They're all over the place. But we actually, we, um, it, it's cool because um, Krieger will text me before an event or, you know, game or anything. Say, hey, is there anything specific that you need tonight? Um, and we'll let them know if, like, we're looking for a particular, um, you know, activation during the game that we need or, you know, get we need more shots of Boomer doing something crazy. Get Boomer doing that something That shouldn't be hard to do, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, it's very it's great like coordination um, there. You know, she'll just text or an email, and then um, during the game, he uses something called Photo Shelter, where it's uploading his favorite photos of the night instantaneously, um, like via Bluetooth um, nice. into the cloud. I don't know, it's a little over my head. I know there's a cloud involved somewhere, um, but it, <laughs> we get those pictures instantaneously. And then he also will send us after the game um, the rest of his selects in a OneDrive folder. Um, that we'll use and he kind of does the same thing for concerts and events when those are happening as well so okay I gotta touch on speaking of Boomer doing crazy things we love him Kurt you brought this up a little bit and we wanted to ask you about this he mentioned the captions and we were laughing the other night because I think Boomer was dressed as a cowboy or something and was riding a fake horse around the stage you know as one casually does and uh, you know we're laughing because Caitlin's off to the side saying what do I write for this? I mean, and we're cracking up because, yeah, what do you write for something like that? He's crazy. We love him. But what goes through your head when you're trying to come up with these captions? Oh, it's, it's, it's so hard. This is honestly the hardest part of my job is having to come up with witty, fun captions for everything. And it has to be timely, too, right? Yeah, I mean, it so it's so relevant. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's so hard. Um, you know, sometimes if we, if I can't think of something, you know, I'll just grab, like, a team member near me I'm like what what do you even call this I don't even know and then we'll also coordinate um like I mentioned we use slack um for our team and we'll you know we'll drop a photo in there and be like what do we what do we do with this how do we caption this um yeah it's tough I (laughs) exactly for boomer that's good right I will say like I'm a sucker for alliteration so literally anything that I post is going to have alliteration in it no matter what keeps it simple for me but it's a lot of just asking everyone and just trying to keep it quirky and fun and lighthearted. and uh yeah that's really it so how often do you have to post throughout a Vancouver Life Fieldhouse event or a Pacers game? Is there a certain amount of time that you have to post to stay relevant throughout that game? Or is it just kind of you just go off of the feel of the night? Or Yeah, definitely goes by the mood of the night. Um, we gotta kind of take the temperature of the room for sure um, with every event and concert that we do. Um, but it is, we've tried to do at least, you know, for me on Bankers Life Fieldhouse, I try to do at least 
three, four posts a game. Um, it, we definitely will trend towards not posting after a Pacers loss because, you know, that's very fresh in mm-hmm. our Get fans' it. minds. Yeah. And, you know, we put something out there and so you, see you back at the Fieldhouse Saturday. You'll get a lot of negative comments back. So just kinda, <laughs> we just kind of let it fizzle. Very touchy. We let it fizzle out a They're little like, bit. They're like, it's too soon. Too yeah, soon. Yeah, too soon. So, yeah, there's usually like four or five posts per game and whatnot. And then, obviously, you know, when we have more activations going on on the main concourse and, you know, when we've got uh, these crazy halftime acts that we usually had, there's a lot more content to grab. Um, we've definitely had to get a lot more creative with the content that we're posting now. Um, and when we, through COVID, there's only on a normal game night, uh, there would be at least eight of my team members here working the game. And we're all grabbing photos and we're all grabbing gifts and we're sharing them. And now there's only, I'm there's one of my team, two team members that are in the red zone, um, which I don't know if you guys have talked about the zones and whatnot. Through we've touched yeah, on it on the podcast, yeah, but yeah, yes, but yes, I am in the green zone with you guys. Right, right. Great, but I'm the, the only green, one that's yeah. in the green, green zone. team. Yeah, so <laughs> green team. Uh, so I'm running around and trying to grab as much, uh, you know, activation on the main concourse and a boomer and you guys and the team store and everything, and I'm sharing that with everyone who's working the game back home, and then they're posting on their separate social accounts. As well. So wow. you each have certain areas that you cover so that you're not you know you're taking a picture and then somebody else kind of gets the same shot and then you both upload it so you each have certain tasks for that night Mm -hmm. okay yep yep so like me my main focus is just bankers life field house social content and then um grabbing photo and video for our um pacers accounts as well or um and boomer and the pacemates uh, too and then a lot the game operations team they're awesome at helping out with that as well um if we're not a game or you know if i'm off running around on the main concourse um you know jamie or doug will grab a photo video of boomer being boomer (laughs) and send that to our team doing his thing Yeah. yeah Well, this is what I love, just learning all of this information from you because it's opening our eyes to everything you do and other people on the team do. And, I mean, we were even talking about, you know, we've got a home game tonight, and that's where we're coming to you from, you know, talking before the game starts. But tomorrow we got an away game, and you're working. And so we forget sometimes that you're working these away games. I mean, how do you balance that all? I know Kurt was saying that to you earlier. Like, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. Um, yeah, I think balance. I've definitely, I've always been the type, I always have plans. I always spread myself too thin. I am always <laughs> right. running yeah. around. We live that lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a different breed. Yes. Um, but I will say, you know, through um, the last year i've realized how important it is to set boundaries Uh, working from home working in social media and digital like i mentioned earlier it never sleeps and it got to be so much and really it was like i need to turn off my phone at 8 p.m and just go for a walk and sit and it's setting boundaries and just being able to sit still um I've definitely learned that in this last year, not as much as I probably should, but um, it's definitely setting boundaries and, but also, you know, knowing when you need to break them. Like it's like there, if you need to help your teammate, you got to help your teammate, but you also need to know like when you really need to say no, because yes. nobody wants to get burnt out. That's such a good lesson. I think for everybody, as we're all navigating through this crazy year, and that might help us even transition to just the end and kind of wrapping this up before we have a little fun rapid fire questions and that would just be maybe your advice to anybody who sees your job 
sees how cool it is because it is. And, you know, it's cool. And there's probably a lot of people that think, I'd love to get into this. What would be your advice? What should they know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, I would say, you know, obviously being familiar with social media, staying brushed up on it, um, signing out, signing up for, you know, different newsletters, constantly learning and evolving because the digital space is running at a million miles per minute and it's so hard to keep up, you know, so always just be willing to learn and grow. Um, And then also, you know, if you want to be working in sports and entertainment, I would say that you... Be prepared to not sleep, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely be prepared to not sleep. Uh, Definitely pack a bag because you never know how late your night's going to end up at the building. Yes, exactly. So definitely if you love, um, you know, live entertainment, concerts, events, like this is just the perfect place to be and the people are absolutely amazing. Well, Caitlin, we don't want to take too much more of your time because actually we're looking at the clock and all of us have to start working pretty soon here. So <laughs> the doors are going to open. Right, the doors are going to open soon. But to wrap things up, Kurt and I have loved to do this little fun thing at the end where we do some rapid-fire questions. A little bit of uh, what your favorite things are, a little bit of this or that. So we'll kick it off with just a classic favorite food. Favorite food? Oh, my mom's tuna casserole. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to think too hard about that. All right. So again, back to that work-life balance, your favorite hobbies outside of work. Oh, I love doing hot yoga. Recently got into hot yoga last year. So at the hot room. Love it. Julian is one of my favorite instructors. I'm going to see her as much as I Thank you. But yeah, going to a lot lot of concerts. If there's not a concert in this building, I am probably at the Hi-Fi or at the Vogue or Old National Center, or I actually help... um, do marketing and management for a local band as well. So I'm always out like in the scene too. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just when we think you can't be busier, we find out something new. I don't know why I keep doing this myself. (laughs) And the last question we have for favorites on here, and this actually starts with a little compliment. You know, Michelle, the coach for the Pacemates, we were talking the other day and we were saying, we were interviewing you on the podcast coming up. And we're like, isn't her style amazing? We just want her outfits. She always looks so good. That's actually why I'm wearing this shirt. Oh, yeah. That is my favorite We had to kind of like show out for Caitlin because she's got the best style. So I'll wrap up the favorites with favorite clothing brand or maybe just like style. Okay. Well, if we're talking game nights, we all know comfort is key uh, because we're all running around like crazy. So my favorite brand for shoes on game nights is definitely Sorel. Um, these are sorrels in there. Those are so cute. I wish you guys could see them right now. I love those shoes. Um, and then, yeah, I love to, you know, if you see me on a game night, I'm 100% probably in a blazer or a moto jacket and a Pacers t-shirt and trying to dress it up somehow. I love it. And you always make it look effortless. I need you to style me. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. So moving forward, we're going to go into the this or that. So just, you know, pick which one. So starting with social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? Instagram. 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 I mean, for news, Twitter, for sure. But Instagram, day to day, I spend way too much time on it, for sure. I'm rolling through those stories. Yep. Speaking of spending a lot of time, uh, our phones are always attached to us. Calling or texting, what do you prefer? If it's my mom, we're calling. Um, But everybody else, you can shoot me a text. (laughs) How about cats or dogs? Dogs. 
dogs. That was quick. Yeah, Same. Was, she knew. Yeah, we're dog people too. <laughs> Absolutely. And finally, our last question. This one's tough, especially in light of this past year. But do you prefer a night in or a night out? Night out for sure. Yeah, I think I we all are ready for nights night out, out right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, you are awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thank thanks you so guys. Much. Yes, this is so great. That's it for this episode of the Believe in Pacers podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And make sure you guys spread the word a little bit for us and rate and subscribe the Believe in Pacers podcast. You can get this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts at, whether it's Apple Music, Tidal Music, Google, all things that got podcasts, we are located there. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.